This is the Brighter Web Podcast, insights on growing a small business using the latest technology and marketing best practices. I'm Robert Carnes, and with me as always is Mickey Bellin. Hey, hey, Robert. How's it going? Good. Good. That's enough banter for this episode. There you go. All right, let's get into it. So, speaking of this episode, we are going to be talking about blogging, and is it even still relevant anymore? Because... We're no longer in the golden age of blogging. That was back in the early 2000s when everybody had to have a blog. It was the hit new thing. Now that's, of course, podcasting, which is why we're talking to you right now. And right. Who knows how long podcasting will be the, the hip new thing. But So blogging is something that's still around, believe it or not. Even if, if you don't read a blog as much as you listen to a podcast, it's still something businesses are doing. But is it is it still relevant for people to be blogging as businesses as we head into 2022? It's a good question. Really, as of this recording, just yesterday I completed one year of blogging every single day, which seems crazy, but I tend to think it's still relevant. But people ask why I might do something like that. Yeah, you know? there are plenty of other reasons why we think you're crazy, but you know, <laughs> yeah, that's, there you go. that definitely maybe adds you know fuel to the fire. But, so why why did you do that? Why did you write every day for an entire year, Mickey? Yeah, and, I'm, and to be clear, I'm still writing every day. Hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, I'm still on the daily thing. But really, I follow Seth Godin's advice. His, his thought, he's blogged every day for well over a decade now. I think he's at yeah. 8,000 posts in a row or something, and he writes a couple every day. He's, it's crazy. But he thinks <laughs> that everyone should blog every day, and I largely believe that. I think there are certainly people that are... It's not a high enough priority in terms of their busy schedule. But I think, in general, more people should be writing every day. And for that, it's different. We'll get into the business side of blogging because that's a different conversation. But for me, I do it really for myself, just to develop my own thoughts. And really, as I see things in the world, rather than saying, oh, that's a neat idea, I actually take it, write about it, unpack it, and hopefully remember it more and have a little more nuanced view. I see it similar to a photographer if they go on a photo walk, where if you're out there just a photographer, you may see things to take pictures of. But if you're on a photo walk, you're looking specifically for things to take pictures of. In blogging every day, the world becomes blog post ideas. I see things say, ooh, that's an interesting thing that I may not have noticed before, but that's a good blog topic. I'll unpack it and see if it's legitimate, see if it's the right way of thinking, see whatever the case may be. There's some search engine benefits to that, but that's really not what I'm going for there. So, so that's interesting that you're, you're pointing out that this isn't just for somebody who's looking to make a bunch of money off a blog or somebody who's necessarily a writer, but this could be a relevant practice, a daily habit for anybody, even if they're just trying to work through ideas or help refine how they speak about things. This could be an open practice habit for anybody to take on. For, correct, exactly. And journaling is a similar approach. And I think blogging is better than journaling in one way. And if you journal regularly, kudos. Journaling is fantastic. But blogging forces you to take it just a little bit further. A journal can be raw and, again, great advantages of that. But if it's going on a public blog, even if very few people are going to read it, you're going to think through your thoughts a little more, try to refine it, maybe add some anecdotes and just really get that thought cleaned up a bit more, which is, I think, a great thing to do. Again, just for me to go that extra step to clean it up clears my thinking on whatever the topic is. And, and the other half of that, very similarly related, is the accountability piece of it. If, yep. if you all of a sudden miss a day without posting a blog, I bet you, hopefully, there's going to be a couple of people like, hey, yeah. Vicky, what's going on? Why didn't you post today? Yeah, like, that's a good point. As you grow that, that there's writing publicly, publishing things publicly gives you an audience of people who are going, who are watching kind of over your shoulder yep. as you're doing those things. Well said. That's a very good point. So, okay. Well, we've talked about from a personal side of things, right? You were, you were blogging not on Green Melon's website. You do that as well, but you were, right. you were writing daily on your website, which is Correct. 
Yeah, mickmel.com, M-I-C-K-M-E-L. Yeah, big, big plug right there. There you go. Get it. So, but you were, you were doing this as an individual, uh, not necessarily as a business owner. So do you think, like, is, is a daily blogging practice a good thing necessarily for a business and a brand to do? Probably not. I suppose there are cases if you're a big enough business, but like Green Melon, we, we publish a couple times a week, and I think that's a pretty good cadence because really there's different goals there. Again, my goals for why I blog are not similar goals. A business probably shouldn't be blogging to unpack their thoughts in public. It's not really sure. for us and really for most of our clients, search engines are a big part of it. I mentioned search engines are not something I'm worried about with my personal blog. Certainly it's getting more traction, but that's not the goal. But for us on Green Melon, that is a big reason we blog. And it's really the primary reason we blog for most of our clients is to do keyword research on topics and then write about those topics with those keywords and get ranked in Google and draw more traffic and get more leads and build all that. So it's a, a different animal where really you write different, different depth of content too. On my site, I'll have some long posts, some short posts, whatever, but I think on a business blog, you should have more robust, still focused, but robust and really unpack good topics a bit more. So it really, I think, boils down to what your end goal is because your end goal of daily blogging as an individual is the, the journey, is the process of writing and thinking through things. The end goal for a business is the outcome, is the, yeah. hey, we want a finished, polished, nice blog post that is going to drive people to our website and, and build our thought credibility and all those kind of things. So it's a slightly different approach depending on who you are blogging on behalf of. That's a very good way to say it, actually, yes. With my blog, most of the benefit is before I press publish, and where right. a business blog, almost all the benefit is after you press publish right. and what happens with it there. So that's a good way to frame it, for sure. So this is a getting into a little bit more of the details of this but how long are the blog posts supposed to be? I know that's typically a question that a lot of people are asking. I've gotten that question countless times of right. <laughs> what, how, how long am I supposed to blog? There's, there's no actual rules, but what would you say when it comes to the length of both your, your personal blog post, but then also a business blog post? Yes, that, that is a tough question. And my general thought is as long as they need to be. Like you shouldn't add more fluff just for the sake of fluff. But I also know that's not really a fair answer because people want to get a number. So we'll try to get to some <laughs> sure. number. Pers on my personal blog, there is no number. I just write whatever it is. Some are a couple thousand words. Most are maybe a couple hundred. They're usually pretty short. But that's different. For the business blog, we generally go a bit longer. We certainly, again, want to unpack topics further and really offer some great value in it. The key to blogging, get search engine traffic for sure. But when people get there, they need to get value out of it. It doesn't matter how great your search engine optimization is if it, people land on a page that doesn't provide value, they're just going to leave. So it was fruitless. We want to make sure we have valuable posts. I'd say 500 words is a, a minimum-ish, really a good target even. I think you could go as low as maybe 350, but 500 up to maybe 1,000 is probably the sweet spot for, for most business posts. But I don't know if you have any other thoughts on, on Link there too. I also like to blog. I don't have a daily habit like you do. I have habit. had, yeah. in the past, I've, I've had blogs that I've written for about a year or so, mostly a daily cadence. But I think things have actually changed in the blogging world from... It used to be more quantity over quality, I think, mm -hmm. when it came to businesses. And I think that shifted a little bit to now, like you're saying, you still want a regular cadence of once a week, once you know every other week or something like that. But they've tended now, the research that I've seen tends to be a little bit longer now. You want to hit maybe a thousand mm -hmm. words, maybe even 1500 words to help build that credibility. Make sure you've got subheaders in there that are breaking up different sections. You'd rather have one longer blog post on a, a broader topic like blogging or digital marketing rather than the specific individual sections that you could compile together to build a longer blog post. Yeah. And part of that is because people want to, again, they're, they're finding your post on Google on a search engine and Google looks at those longer things and says, oh, this is, this is really comprehensive. Like they've got all the answers somebody might have 
about this certain topic. So let's let's direct people there more often. Again, it very much depends on who you are, what things people are searching for, but that is the research that I have seen tends to be a little bit longer form content less frequently than vice versa, which is obviously what you're doing with your personal blog. Of course, you also bring up the issue is that as you have longer content, it's harder to do it more frequently. Correct. Which is okay if you can get a good cadence, but the problem I see people have is they overthink, say, gosh, I gotta write this huge post, I'm gonna put it off till next week, till next week, till next week, and then suddenly people come to your website and say, oh, let's look at their blog, and it's two years old without a post. (laughs) And so there's certainly a a balance there. So I think, yes, in a perfect world, good long posts are great, but if you can at least get that 500, I think, and just be consistent, that helps. If you can certainly, again, in our case, we have a team, and so we're able to put put more resources to that. If you're a small shop or a one-person operation, it's a lot harder. I think it's still worth doing, but maybe don't overthink it as much and try to go for once a month, a thousand words or something is a good place to start. Oh, you know? no doubt. Yeah, consistency and finding the right cadence is, is key. Don't bite off more than you can chew and think that you can write a 2,000-word blog post every day or once a week or whatever. Like, right. <laughs> like you said, that can very quickly turn into oh gosh, we haven't posted in two years. What right. happened? <laughs> Being realistic with what your capacity is either as an individual or as a business, who's who's actually going to be writing for your blog, uh, those are all really important things to keep in mind. Yep, for sure. So uh, what are some of the other advantages of blogging in general? We've talked about why should you blog and, and what length and what's your rhythm of blogging, but what are some of the advantages that a business could receive if they are actually doing this and following through with a blog regularly. Yep, so we talked about search engine optimization. I think that's a big one, is just getting more content in there for Google to see. As a general rule, Google looks at your pages on your site and posts on your site. It's essentially the same thing. So really having more blog posts is more opportunities to rank well. But beyond that, there's really two other specific advantages. One, it's great fodder for your social and email marketing. If you follow Green Melon on any social channels or get our email newsletter, you'll see a lot of it is, hey, check out this post we wrote and sharing that because that's great resources to share on social and email channels. I want to dig into that one a little bit further because I think that's one of the ways that you can actually help blog more regularly and, and create more content is if you're you're cross-pollinating, mm-hmm. sharing content between those different channels like email, like a podcast, like a blog, but sharing the same thing in those different formats but you're not having to invent something else. Like, what are we gonna talk about social media? And then like, oh gosh, what are we gonna talk about the blog? Like, pick a single topic for this week or for this That's month. That's a good point, yeah. Write a good long blog post about it. Record a podcast episode where you're talking about it. Do a webinar where you're presenting that idea with a community, opportunity for questions mm-hmm. and answers. Pull out different pieces and quotes of that and that gives you probably a dozen or so social media posts. So there's a lot of ways that you can get a slice and dice, a single piece of content across multiple different marketing channels. And like you're saying, save a lot of time and have more consistency on all of those channels. Yep, well said, I like that. And then the other part of this, it can be good for clients. And of course, if clients see your blog, that's one thing, but I frequently send links to clients and to leads we have to specific blog posts. Um, Allie just wrote a post not too long ago about how we treat clients and she really did a fantastic job of just unpacking all that. So I've sent that to a couple leads saying, hey, here's more about how we will work with you when we get together and they they can read that and check it out. And so we send links uh, a lot of the links we send to clients are more tactical. We've written things about how to clear your cash and things like that. And so we can send them links to that too, though, and just give give good resources for clients. So yeah, your frequently asked questions with your customers is a fantastic place to start, and usually like an endless supply of good blog <laughs> yeah. ideas yep. for the exact reason you just gave. Like it gives you a place to where you can send people to answer that question that you get over and over again, rather than having to write. 
that email every single week to somebody explaining what right. a cache is. No, 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 just send them that blog post that you wrote one time and so that they can all get the benefit of that knowledge. And the frequently asked questions is a great point because a lot of people search in Google in question form, even though it's not yes. necessarily the best way to search, they will a lot. And you have a post that is titled with that question that they asked, it can be just killer for your SEO. Absolutely, you know, so. yeah. So if uh, somebody, if a business or an individual uh, is looking to blog more, they're interested, they, they know that they should, and they've been putting it off because that's so often what happens is, I, I know I need to start a blog, but just not yet. I, don't, I just don't have the time. <laughs> How do they get started? Where, where do they begin? Really, I think just go do it. It's not, technically, it's not that difficult to do. Most people, if you have a business site, it's probably on WordPress or some platform that has a blog feature built in, right. so you can just start writing. Again, sitting back and doing proper keyword research and a content calendar would be great, but again, don't overthink it. Just say, hey, here's some questions people have asked. Let me just start writing some posts about it. And you know, the way I do it on my personal site, and we do it to some degree in Green Melon, is I write a handful of posts at a time and then spread them out over the coming days or weeks. So if you have some time today or tomorrow to write three or four posts and really get some of those questions answered and then publish once a week or once every two weeks, you've got potentially a few months worth of posts right away. So I would say just yeah, don't be scared of it. If you're looking to do a personal blog, you can, of course, spin up a WordPress site on hosting or just go to WordPress.com and just get a free one there and just start writing and develop it out as time goes. But don't, don't overthink it. I'm a big proponent of planning for sure and keyword researching. Again, content calendars are huge, but don't let those be a barrier just to answering some questions and getting it going. It sounds like basically the, the biggest thing that trips up a lot of people is waiting for it to be perfect or just right or get exactly. the thing. Exactly, yeah. And sometimes you can get to or closer to perfection or closer to better by just doing it. The experience of blogging and writing over and over again will teach you lessons and show you what works and what doesn't work. Yep. And your blog post will get better over time rather than, oh, I'm just going to wait till I've got the right opportunity. And right. you know, oftentimes that will leave you just waiting perpetually. Right. And really you'll have become a better writer by having all these posts in the meantime than focusing on becoming perfect at the end. And Seth talks a lot about that in his blogs and in his books about just getting out there and doing it. And his, his latest book is called The Practice. And it's about just getting out there and just doing it and making yourself better by, by doing it. So yeah. Absolutely. Agreed. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for this great conversation, Mickey. And thank you if you've been listening to this episode of the Brighter Web Podcast. Brought to you by Green Melon, a digital marketing agency. To help your business keep up with the latest digital marketing trends, check us out at greenmelon.com. You can also find show notes and more episodes at abrighterweb.com.